You are listening to Tomes of the Chaos Pod. Welcome back, listeners, to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. I am DM Dave, and to the left we have... Henley. Boudreau. Groth and Lila. Roscoe. And Fenrir. And today's recap is by the one and only Fenrir Rirnav. <laughs> well, quite a bit happened that last episode. There was quite a few things that... That transpired. I'm going to start with Lila and her father. She was given this family heirloom, some sort of circlet that I'm not exactly 100% sure happens, but I guess it can change somehow into some sort of weapon. And then, you know, Boudreaux was eating pancakes. You know, pancakes are good. And then with Henley and Roscoe, we learned quite a bit about Henley's backstory, about what happened at Fort Ventral, and Henley feels responsible for its destruction. Okay, thank you, Fenrir. You guys are still at the pencil place. What's the pencil place's name, DM? Choirs of Adramentum. Lilana and Hanar have left, and so you guys are still chilling out there, and we'll, you guys are back together. Henley's... She's just sort of beating herself up a little. It's all my fault. I let them in and just... She just kind of keeps repeating that all with her head in her hands. Okay, so Roscoe's there. Fenrir, you did say that you were still outside from last episode. You're still outside the door. Lila and Boudreaux want to come look in for him, or you could just stay downstairs and snack. (laughs) Yeah, what are you doing, Boudreaux? Uh, I mean, I just was wiping my tears with a pancake <laughs> and said, oh, that's so good. And so what were you doing? Um, I'm probably digesting what happened, so I don't think either one of us are there. Okay. And you're just sitting on the bed still, right? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll walk over. Like, Henley, you okay? I don't know. Pat, pat, pat. I don't know anymore. Just remember that it wasn't your fault. It was my fault, Roscoe. I mean, you didn't... You didn't invite them in. You didn't invite them over for a a party, you know? You just happened to be there and realized what was going on and tried to warn someone and it didn't work out. I let Yo Lynx in and some of his friends. But they didn't cause the problems, did they? I don't know. I mean, at least Yo Lynx didn't. Yo Lynx didn't. Do you think it could have been some of, some of those people he came in with? Or? Uh, that's the only... The only thing I can think of in my mind of how they could get in was that one of Yolinx's party let, let let everyone else in. I mean, even if that's the case, you still, I mean, you had no idea. But I knew they were Trigroven. Yeah, but, I mean, you knew Yolinx and you trusted him, so you can't beat yourself up for other people's actions. You were trying to, you know, 
you made a judgment call and it may or may not have caused problems. We don't know this. You don't know this. You're assuming. And until you know the facts, I mean... Everyone that knew the facts are dead. Probably. But that's not going to help you. It's my fault, Roscoe. I, I personally, I mean, just having heard the little bit that you've told me, you know, in the way that you're at, you've been, I don't believe that, and I don't think anyone here would believe that. But, I, shouldn't. I mean, ultimately, the only why, person that can... Why did I survive when everyone else died? Winston I, survived. There were a couple survivors. Maybe there's a reason you survived that you don't know about yet. Fate intervened. I don't believe in fate. I I think there was a... I think fate had different plans for you. What those are, we don't know yet. But I don't think it was your time. So... Thank okay. you, Roscoe. Yeah. See what everyone else is up to. Or you're going to hang out here for a minute. I'll follow you. Okay. Walk out the door. Okay, Fenner is outside, out of the door. You guys head downstairs. Now reunited as a whole group. What would you like to do? Henley has her eyes just downward, sort of not embarrassed, but just like... Hood up, I'm guessing. Yeah. Conceal, don't feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't let it show. <laughs> Just one wrong move and everyone will know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Let it in. Let it out. Let it breathe. Let it go. Changing movies right there. Changing movies right there. (laughs) I was like, that's not part of the song. (laughs) No, it's uh, part of Encanto, though. (laughs) Yep, it is. So we just got to go get Boudreaux's Spice Belt. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I guess decide our where we're going what we're doing okay you guys head out of choirs of entermentum and as you guys go out you do see a familiar face kind of sitting out kind of just staring up at the sky you recognize her as aline longquest and she's just staring up in the sky no one's with her and you can see no one's like having some kind of conversation of like, yeah, so let's go, let's move. And she keeps telling him to putting her hand up and said, hold on, hold on. Would you guys like to approach? I approach. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You approach and no one's like, looks over and like sees you and kind of rolls his eyes. And she's like, Nolan, one sec. It will happen any moment. Well, hello, ma'am. And she, like, glances down a little bit. Oh, hello. And then she turns her eyes back up to the sky. And you just see the kind of this cheesy grin on her face. I'll look up and say, what are you looking at? I'll probably walk up next to Nolan and be like, "Yeah, did the magic undo itself? (laughs) And he just, like, shrugs and he doesn't know. And she goes, oh, look. And in the sky you start seeing these kind of clouds start moving around in the sky and they start forming letters in the sky as well. 
after a few moments, there is a clear message up there. And in the sky, you read, King Pilate has a donkey. His name is William Gregory. <laughs> Many of you would know that Pilate, King Pilate, is the king, the ruler of Dengal. And that Avalon is kind of an extension of Dengal. And she really looks up and smiles and looks at Boudreaux and be like, a post on the bulletin board just wasn't enough. <laughs> That's beautiful. Henley does smile a little. <laughs> I just like, shake. I'm sitting here laughing and I shake my head. A little bit. <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> you go. <laughs> and she just smiles and she's like, what, what do you guys have planted? It's a pleasure to see you again. We're just uh, wrapping a couple of things up and heading out of the city. Uh, we are getting ready to do the same. Just gathering some supplies for our trip up, up north and west. What's up north and west? Dengal. Oh. oh, yeah, that's where you're from, huh? That is correct. And if you guys ever find yourself up there, please look me, look me up, and see if we can. You're more than welcome to stay in any house that I am living at currently. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. What is Nolan's reaction to that? Looking up at Nolan as she's saying this. Nolan kind of seems in a hurry. Like he's just like doesn't want to necessarily talk to you guys still, though you and him had. Roscoe had kind of a somewhat conversation. You can tell he's still a lot on his plate. And she's like, well, I I do need to get get moving. It was a pleasure to see you, and I do hope to see you guys again. You as well. Good luck on your travels. And she nods, and she walks off. And you guys continue to the Commerce District. Boudreaux, you are able to go up to the leather leather worker and... Get your spice belt. Got it. And as you're collecting your spice belt and everything, you do hear a familiar voice behind you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Panic. <laughs> and he's, you hear this boisterous voice. Swampy! Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm he so glad that I was little. able to find you. <laughs> hey, me and the group are getting ready to head out. You and looks at everybody. Do you guys want to join us for the for the ride? Oh, where you going? We were thinking about heading up to High Ridge. Like, we got to get out of here. Oh yeah. So we got to be out here quick. But if you guys are more than welcome to tag along. Where we going again, Raj? Go. We gonna go somewhere with like little, the, the, you know, the. I mean, the. the, 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 the little people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where is High Ridge exactly? Yes, High Ridge is the city just above Hayden's Hollow. Okay. It's just right out of the canyons before the canyons mm-hmm. start being canyons. It's okay. the city right up there. Yeah, we planned on going up to Mapleshire and around next to the dark woods up there. Isn't that what we were doing? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, you got. We come with you, but like you come with us. Yeah, that's fine. That, and he just stops mid sentence and looks kind of past you guys, kind of where the entrance to the the central district is. And he goes, uh, "Yeah, you go ahead and catch up with me. I gotta go." 
Well, yeah. Well, just follow, just follow the path up the Mapleshire. We'll. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And he oh. takes off. Okay. <laughs> Henley looks back. Like, what do I see? As you look back, you do recognize somebody coming towards you as the winner of the tournament, Talib. He has very dark complexion. His he has really short black hair. And he has a very thick goatee that comes to a small point at the bottom of his chin. He's wearing kind of fancy common clothes of red, dark blues, and black. You can see he's trying to hurry past. And then he kind of loses Godfrey in the in the crowd. And he notices you guys. And he walks over to you guys. And he's like, excuse me. I was wondering if you could help me. That's man you were talking to. What was his name? Chuck. Yeah, it's Chuck. Okay, do you do you know him at all personally? I mean, like a little. W- what happened? And you can see he's just like, excuse, excuse me. I, my my name is Talib. Didn't you win the tournament? I I did. And I am actually looking for someone that has been missing for some time. And she was taken from, from my land. I actually live across, across the sea. And she was taken from my land, and I am here to find her. She's my sister. What was her name? Farah. I, I know, I understand that she's going by a different name now, and I'm trying to find out, and I believe that this uh, Chuck that you mentioned that he knows something about her whereabouts. If, do you know where he's going? Mm. I need to talk to him. I'm going to look kind of over at Boudreaux. Well, like, what did, what did this guy have to do with it? I'm not sure, but I, I've heard that he knows of her whereabouts. Oh, Yeah. What's your sister look like? She has, the last time I I seen her, she had very black hair, kind of like mine. She's a darker complexion as well. Could could he be talking about Raven? Uh, Do I know anything on why she might not want? No. You do remember, and they look kind of similar too. You do remember an incident in... At the party, where Pauline came running in, saying that someone was there talking to Godfrey, and that mm. she needed to go. Oh. Okay. Uh. I mean, why your sister? Why your sister lost? Huh? She was taken from taken from our land, and I'm here to retrieve her. After ten years. Oh yeah. That's cool. Come on, guys, let's go! Wait, wait, do you have any information for me? I, I need to find her. Where could I find this this Chuck? I mean, he went, like, that way. Okay. Wait. Thanks Thanks for your help. And he <laughs> he walks off. I don't know what to do in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> she seems pretty content. <laughs> okay, he walks off. While we were there <clears throat> getting the um, spices, um, I was going to look for like a, a quiver holster combo thing 
so that I could put my glaive, collapsible glaive, and my bow and my arrows all on my back. Okay. Because convenience. <laughs> also, Abby just remembered I need to go get, Henley needs to get paid by the Vanguard. Oh, okay. Uh, Henley, you are able to swing by, and she she gives you about, because the original price was 100 silver, but because of the situation that happened in something, she gives you 70 instead, because you weren't able to do your full job because you got kicked out. Oh. So you weren't able to stay your full time there at the party. But she is willing to pay for the majority of it. Henley probably just walks in, asks for the payment, and then doesn't even care that there's only 70. Okay. Roscoe? Yes. I imagine that you'd go back up to... You can. You want to find something in the Fire Giant Forge or kind of something in the Commerce di- District? Um, I'll probably go up to the Fire Giant Forge just because I know they, they kind of, you know, they made the, the glaive mm-hmm. so they might have a better recommendation than... Okay. You're able to go there and they do have something that will fit your needs for that, a quiver slash sheath type idea for your glaive. And it'll be about five silver. Dope. Uh, Henley, you're able to say goodbye to Rowan before you head out. We expect a wedding announcement. Not on this day. Okay. Focus on your work, but take a little time for you and your interests. Wink. (laughs) Okay, I I will uh, keep in touch. I'll try. Okay. And he heads back. Do you tell him to write a letter to mom? <laughs> no, Henley's in another world. Kind of on autopilot right now. She put on her big sister thing for her brother, and then she leaves and is just quiet and probably a little brooding. Okay. So you guys ready to leave? Yeah. Yes. Okay. You guys start heading out kind of the, the similar way that Everybody else is leaving. We grab our horses. Okay. You guys head over to the horses. As you guys start leaving, you guys are kind of going through the shanties. Hold on. How does Ferdinand look? He's looking pretty good. She. She's looking pretty good. (laughs) Healthy. The horse is looking good. (laughs) It's not a horse. It's a Clydesdale. The Clydesdale is looking good. (laughs) The beast of burden is looking good. (laughs) What about Donkey? Was Donkey taking care? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Donkey's put on a pudge. (laughs) (laughs) Donkey does not want to leave. He's been spoiled. The the caretaker's kind of sad that that Donkey's leaving. Oh, I love Donkey. Donkey's a good guy. Good for Shrek. (laughs) Good for Shrek, that's right. (laughs) No, come on, Shrek. We gotta go. No, come on. Uh, one with like full weight leaning forward. It just sits down. I told you, and he's like digging his feet in, trying to pull one of them up. Your feet are like digging into the ground. This is why I don't take you to Staples. This is why I keep you by my side all the time. Smells his hoof. He no longer smells like sage. <laughs> what have you done to him? Use the extra soap that you have from uh, washing yourself. <laughs> he just like shoves it in the horse in the hoof. <laughs> rubs it, it around. 
Okay, so you guys are off. You guys are heading down through the shanties, getting out of there, and you do notice or hear, that's them, boss, those two. You guys kind of look around, and Fenrir and Boudreaux, you naked recognize this man. You naked that was <laughs> you recognize. You recognize this man from the alley. And he's pointing right at you two. And he seems to be ta- and he's be talking to this small uh, halfling with bleach blonde hair and with small looped earrings. Garatha, you recognize this little halfling. Oh, who are they? You know this halfling and this group that is with them as the back alley boys. I don't like them. <laughs> the leader, the halfling, is Littrell Singer. And the singer is kind of his... Uh, Literal singer? <laughs> his The singer is kind of his a nickname that people get because he just randomly breaks out in song sometimes. <laughs> we're off to see the women. You sure we're not part of this gang? <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and so the guy, the bigger guy pointing... He said, those are them, boss. Those two, they are the ones. And he points directly at Boudreaux. That one did some crazy magic stuff and sucked Howie's life right out of him. And you see Littrell step forward. And he, and he like snaps his fingers. And he goes, everybody. And all his cohorts go, yeah. Get those bodies. The backgrounds, yeah. Everybody rock their body right. Back alley fight. All right. (laughs) Roll initiative. Oh my. That was, that was great. Woodrow definitely wouldn't have done anything. You'd have been like, oh! This is what your last initiative. Yeah. We're just oh, rolling the D6, which, right? I've yes. Got so, one. listeners, we are going to try something new with our battle. Previous battles that we've done, we've had everybody roll initiative and with a D20, and they go around and we put them all in order from highest to lowest. Now, We're going to try something different called group initiative. This hopefully will help um, combats go a little smoother and maybe give a little more uh, quicker and more epic moments in it. So with group initiative, it'll be DM's group, the bad guys, versus the adventurer's group. They will roll one initiative. So I will have one of them roll a D6. I will roll a D6. And whoever's higher... All the bad guys or all the good guys get to go first, depending on who wins the order. Uh, Henley, I did see that you rolled a d6. What did you get? A three. And I rolled a two. So (laughs) that means... I win something! (laughs) (laughs) So what that means is the group is first. They get Every single one of them gets to take an action before the bad guys. So with this... Um, you guys will need to 
I will give you kind of a set of the battlefield, and you guys can react to it how that is, and once you're done, it'll be their turn. So, you see uh, Littrell. He's kind of standing in the middle of this group. Um, the tall guy that was pointing to, towards Boudreaux, um, he seems the bigger, like the biggest guy out of the bunch, and he's standing right behind him. There's two people standing in front of him and two more standing kind of think of a like a five sided dice how they're all stacked except there's one extra in the back so it goes two one three kind of and the big one's behind the middle one which is the boss Okay, and is, like, the crowd, like, running away? The crowd is starting to separate, yes. What is proximity to each other, the baddies? Like... Yes. Are they roughly five feet from each other? Yes, so they're probably from the very front of the group to the very back of the group is probably about ten feet. So if you... So the middle guy is with pretty much within five feet of everybody, of their own group. The middle guy, Latrell? Yes. That's what you said. So, with that information, you guys will declare what you want to do with your actions, and then we will execute those actions. Okay. And you guys get to choose what order you guys want to go in. I think I'm currently clapping. (laughs) So, just so you guys know. She's last. (laughs) Roscoe, I think, would we would... Have him go first. I'm going to go first, and I'm going to use... And you want us to declare... Declare first, and then we'll go through it. Uh, So, and I'm going to use my short bow. Okay. For my arcane archer shot. Okay. But I don't have to declare that unless it hits. Correct. Uh, Who are you aiming for? I do need to know. The guy in the middle. Okay. Because he's within five feet of everybody. I am going... To declare, I will shoot probably after Roscoe. If the big guy isn't dead yet, I'm going to shoot him with my bow. The big guy is in number one? Number one. Okay. After Littrell. You're shooting him? Yes. Who's next? Lila? Or Fenny? I'll go. I want to cast Vicious Mockery. On the gentleman that was in the alley with us. Okay. So, spell time. Spell time! Vicious Mockery is you unleash a string of insults laced with subtle enchantments at a creature you can see within range. So, my target is the guy that was in the alley, and he must succeed on a wisdom saving throw and or take 1d4 of psychic damage and have disadvantage on the next attack roll it makes before the end of its next turn. So, then we have Lila. Is there one that's closer to me than the others? There's two people in the front that are closer. Closer to me, so I'm just going to go for the one that's closer to me. I'm going to start off with just trying to shove him. Okay, just giving him a shove. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. We're on horseback too, right? We're going to say that you guys are off horseback. We we hopped off to battle these guys. Yeah, that'll be a free action. Can I still be on my horse, though, to give me... Oh, yeah, you can stay on your Height. Horse. Yep. If I wanted to use my action surge as well, do you want me to declare that now? I will need to, need okay, to declare so it as well. Okay, I, so I would like to also use my action surge. Okay. For the same thing. 
Okay, sounds good. Boudreaux. So I've gotten off a donkey, and um, I want to uh, keep clapping and use the spell command and say again, again. To oh my gosh, the you're guy using the spell right <laughs> uh, He doesn't understand you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what the no! This is the first time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I want him to sing again. Okay. So we'll be going in uh, that order. Okay. Unless you guys want to change up orders, I'm fine with you changing. Oh, I think Boudreaux yeah. should go first, yeah. then. <laughs> no, I actually think it would work best if Boudreaux's at the end, just okay. to confuse the crap out of everyone why the boss is suddenly singing again. <laughs> if he's still alive. Yeah. It's true. true. You guys want to do non-lethal? Or are you just going to punch him to death? I'm just... Yeah, to, no. Death? Death. Okay. How far away is the leader at this point? Is he? They're about 20 to 35, Excellent. 30 okay. feet away. Perfect. Excellent. 20 feet to the first row, 30 feet to the last row gotcha. of, of bad guys. Okay. So we will start off with Roscoe. Okay. Roll your attack. So we're going for the first attack. Oh boy. That is a 24 to hit. That is a hit. Okay. So we are using, like I said, we're using my uh, Arcane Archer. Okay. And we are doing the Bursting Arrow. Immediately after the arrow hits a creature, the target and all other creatures within 10 feet take 2d6 force damage each. So They don't do any kind of save, right? Nope. It's just, just damage. Okay. That's 8 damage each for eight all of them. damage to all of them. Okay. Okay, then we're action surging again because I'm just not in the mood to deal with people. Okay. I'm assuming the 22 is a hit. Yes, it is a hit. Eight more damage. Okay. So you shoot this arrow and you see everybody just flinch and take damage and you right afterwards, whoop, boom, and you shoot another one. The four kind of smaller people, they lay down and they're motionless. The other two are able to stay on their feet, but they don't seem too much, too phased by what you did. Henley, you just see that happen. When the smoke like just slightly clears, I pinpoint the leader. Yep. And I rolled, guess what guys? A natural 20. (laughs) (laughs) See, all we gotta get is Henley like Distraught, and she rolls really fast. <laughs> so I just have that she just channels her emotions and just totally pulls back her bow and shoots, and it just and also as my bonus action, it has an extra d8 of force damage from my planar warrior. And that's from your. Can you explain a little bit about? Yeah, so class time. So as a bonus action, I can choose one creature within 30 feet. And the next time I hit that creature on my turn with a weapon attack, all damage dealt by the attack becomes force damage. And the creature takes an extra D8 of damage from it. So far, everybody's a Jedi because they're just using force everywhere. (laughs) So I imagine it would almost do a little bit of a knockback. Okay, Can so I have another D8, though? <laughs> Strike me down! <laughs> I was not expecting that. Oh. 
27 damage. And it's force damage. Force damage. To the big bad halfling. But it's like a really serious look on Henley's face, just like total deadpan. Okay, mm-hmm. he does slide back a little bit on that arrow. He looks like he took quite a bit of damage on that. Fenrir, you are after the big guy. So is the guy that was in the alley with me still alive? Yes, he is. Okay, so Fenrir's going to kind of speak up, and the first thing he's going to say is, can't you, like, look at this party? Like, do you think it's smart to attack to attack a party who eliminated your guy who you tried to rob in one action, and now you're coming at us? Come at me, bro. Sorry, that's my vicious mockery, and he needs to make a wisdom save of a 13. He fails. He rolled okay. a 5. He takes 1d4 psychic damage, so he takes 4 damage. And on the next attack roll he makes, mm-hmm. he has disadvantage. Okay. You can see that kind of fear is coming over him. Because he just saw all his buddies die. His leader just get the crap beat out of him. And now it's Lila, which is the shot guy that's... Shot, shot the guy that's closest to me. You can go ahead and go after the leader or whatever if you oh, want. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay, and you're shoving him. Yeah. Okay, make me a strength check against his strength check. 21 for him. Only got a 19. Okay. So you're able to get to him, but you don't move him. It's because he's more stout than I thought he was. Stout <laughs> <halfway>. Right, after <laughs> he was kind of stabled when he got hit with all those force things and he was still in that position. So when you came and pushed him, he was kind of prepared. Boudreaux. So then I use my command and I go again, again, still not seeing that everybody just fell and died. All right. Remind me what command does. I speak one word command and the target must exceed a wisdom saving throw or follow the command on its next turn. Like, I really hope I succeed. Does it say anything about them being in combat or hostile? No. It only says if it's, um, like, harmful to them. The spell has no effect if the target is undead or if it doesn't understand your language or if your command is directly harmful, harmful to it. Okay. Directly harmful. That's what I needed yeah. to know. Because some, if they're hostile to you, it gives them advantage or something like that. Mm-hmm. What do they need to beat? Ooh, my wisdom spell DC for right is 16. Nine. <laughs> He's got to sing again. Do it again. Again, 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 David. <clears throat> Let's see. What other things are <laughs> Gonna bring you flavor. Gonna show you how. <laughs> got a question for you. Better answer now. <laughs> Am I original? <laughs> and the back, then the guy next to him's like, because he points to him. Yeah. And, and... <laughs> So it's their turn now, since you guys just completed. <laughs> and the big guy, he's just going to look, and he's just going to be like, no, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> and he takes, starts going off, and that ends at the beginning of his turn or the end of his turn? When uh, does the command end? It must follow the command on its next turn. Okay. So that's what he did for his turn? Yeah. And that's the end of his turn. <laughs> <laughs> So now to start the next round, we roll for initiative again to see who I got a two. 
one. Okay. <laughs> so this is kind of what I like about the group thing, because it can give advantage to one group or another. So now the bandits get to do it again, have their turn two times in a row. The bandit leader, you know, was singing, dancing, and then he stops, and he's just surveying around. And you can just see, I made a huge mistake. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he will use his action to disengage, not promoting an opportunity attack. And he's going to take off as well. Now it's your guys' turn. What would you like to do? I'm still on my horse. I want to pursue and rage. Okay. Henley, Henley will probably say in battle when we do it, like, I'll go after the other one. Assuming you guys are going to go after the the, bi- the the leader. And what is his distance at this point? So he used his action to dash. Okay. And so now he is 60 feet away. So adding the other 20 for the group, he's about 80 feet away now. Okay. Okay, so you'll go first, and you're going to chase the other guy? And the leader is 25 feet away because he was he used his action to disengage and so he couldn't use the dash action so he's only 25 instead of doubling his movement for his action i'm gonna rage i'm gonna go after the other guy and then i will probably go next and i'll go with the guy that's closer it's only what 25 feet or so correct and i'm going to use my magic daggers you're gonna throw them at him yes okay yes I just want to dash. I'm going to use my action to dash. That doubles my movement speed. Correct. And I'm going to go 70 feet towards the big guy. Okay. Henley, you are... Oh, wait. Yes. I want to change. I can still see him, right? Yes. I am going to... He's starting to disappear into crowds. Right. I want to try and, with my arrow, pin him or, like, maim him so he can't run as fast. Okay. And leave a trail. I will add a little bit of difficulty to do exactly that. Mm-hmm. But if you hit his armor class, you still hit him. Okay. But to do exactly what you need, what you want, it'll be a little more difficult. Boudreaux. Uh, I zoned out, but I know what I want to do. <laughs> and with Boudreaux. my movement, then I'll <laughs> use my horse to chase after him. Okay. Um, and I go, you killed him? Oh my goodness. That, that, what, 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 and he's going to go up to one of the guys that is dead and do spare the dying. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, remind me what that is. Spell time! Spare the dying. You touch a living creature that has zero hit points. The creature becomes stable. The spell has no effect on undead or constructs. I have to touch him. Okay. Touch. Okay. So we'll head back to Lila. Class time! Class <laughs> um, So basically my wild search. Anytime that I rage, I roll on my magic table, my wild magic table, to determine the effect that it was produced. Um, and if the effect requires a saving throw, it's equal to 14. Okay. So what is the special effect? Special effect this time... I laughed a little bit. Um, so my magic infuses one weapon of my choice that I'm holding. Until your rage ends, the weapon's damage type changes to force, and it gains the light and thrown properties with a normal rage of 20 feet and a long range of 60 feet. If the weapon leaves your hand, the weapon reappears in your hand at the 
end of the current turn. So it does initiate an attack. You just choose what weapons you want, yeah. and then you have to attack, and it has those, those. Correct. So that's why I asked if you wanted me to use it now instead of my dash. That is up to you because you could. So he ran 25 feet. Your movement is also 25 feet. Okay. So you could reach him and So let's attack. do that. We'll just reach him and then um, I'm going to use my great axe Okay. at that point. Go ahead and roll to attack. 22. Yeah, that 22 is a hit. hit. I got an 11. Damage? Mm-hmm. Oof. It's a D12. He is not looking very good. This has been a lot of damage to him right up front. Okay. Can I just say, I'm like, that's for your stupid song! <laughs> yep. Uh, Fenrir. I try to keep my eye on that guy, the big guy that was in the alley with yep. me. Yep. And I'm dashing, double my, I'm dashing 70 feet towards him, trying to run after him. Dashing through the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I have elf eyes if that helps. <laughs> and what's your moving speed? It's just 30, right? Uh, It's 35. Oh, okay. So I'm going 70. And you were just a little farther behind him. I think so I was 20 feet behind him. So he was, so I closed. So he, he was, was at 80. 80 mm-hmm. So I'm 10 feet. Okay. Closing in. After that, Fenrir runs after and he hears potentially, because I rolled a 18 plus 5. Nice. Okay. Henley's so, on it. That hits. Um, I wanted to maim him so he couldn't run as quick. Right. And with an 18, I'm going to say that, that hit that, that's what you needed to do. Okay. I do t- um, roll my damage with his my bonus action of an extra force damage. Okay. That is only six damage, though. Okay. Because of you were able to pin him to the ground... It's almost like he was running and you were able to pin him to kind of like a barrel. It scrapes his leg, but it pins his clothes to the barrel. Okay. And he and it pin and it gets enough fabric in there that he doesn't just rip through it when he goes through. I'm gonna mm-hmm. see if he falls. He does fall. Okay, and then Henley, um, yeah, uses her horse and goes movement speed of the horse. Okay. Roscoe, we'll go with you. Okay. So um, I am chasing the guy that was closest to me. Okay. And I think the leader we, guy. Yeah, that she just mm-hmm. mauled with an axe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you use your movement, you can get within, let's see, you were about 20 feet from him originally. So you can get within 20, 20 feet. Okay. So I'm going to move. Yeah. So he's going to. Roscoe's going to kind of halfling run up towards where the first four bodies are kind of laying and stuff. Okay. And as he's running, he's going to start fidgeting with his little bracer here, and he's going to pull out a dagger. Okay. And he's going to throw it. And I rolled a one, but I'm using my luck. And I uh, got a 23. Okay, that's a hit. And that will be (laughs) seven damage. Okay. This guy is is hobbled. He is not looking good at all. Boudreaux. Sorry, I run up to one of the fallen, and oh my gosh, you killed him? That's not what we were going to do. And then he drops down and does spare the dying on them. On the one. On the one. Okay. We should just bring them to stable. They won't usually wake up. Right. Okay. Next (laughs) round. Becky's turn. I rolled a six. I rolled a two. Oh. 
Okay. The big guy, he's just still going to book it. Still going to take the off. The big guy is pinned to a barrel and fell over. The big guy is going to try and stand up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. Mm-hmm. Correction. Correction. <laughs> he is pinned to a barrel on his fallen over. It was an illusion. He's now running in his Oh, underwear. yes, they call him the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's going to try and use his strength to rip his clothes. Rip his clothes, pull the arrow out, and he is able to get the arrow out, but not quite get up and start running again. He spent all the time trying to pull it out. Didn't roll very well, but rolled well enough to pull the arrow. The leader is just going to keep running. Garatha, you have the opportunity attack, because he did not disengage. He's just running for his life. 19 to hit. That is a hit. That's another 11 to hit. Okay. damage there. How do you finish him? He's running, and I'm just going to throw my hammer and just straight through him. Straight through him? Straight through him. Woo. Or as far as through as I can get it. Okay, so you, your axe digs deep into his back, and after he falls, the axe comes back and appears in your hand. Your guys' turn. We'll go to Fenrir since he's the closest to the guy. I'm like t- t- 20 feet behind Fenrir You're getting close. on my horse. Okay, I'm going to yell spare him and I'm going to tackle him. Okay, he is on the ground so you're just going to help try and keep him on the ground. Going to grapple him? Grapple. Yes, grapple. I will grapple him and try to keep him on the ground. Okay, strength be strength. Six. Whew. He got a nine. <laughs> he also rolled a six. Oh, he just has it. <laughs> I just don't have any. Yeah. So he's able to shrug you off a little bit. I am going to then use my movement, get up there and like point my arrow right at him. Just threateningly like. All Hawkeye like. Yeah. (laughs) Don't move or I will kill you. Deadpan face. Well, I have my hood up too. I know I'm safe. Okay. Roll an intimidation at advantage. He scaled out his mind. That's an 18. Whoop, whoop. Look okay. at you today. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he kind of just puts his hands up, laying on the ground, looking up at you with his hands in the air. What is everybody else? So we're out of combat now. Distance between us and them. I will just say Fenrir, tie him up and toss About a rope to him. 30 to 40 feet. I'm going to start looting the bodies. Okay. As you are looking at the bodies, there is... Guards starting to appear, starting to come out. I'm going to loot one body and say <laughs> it's time to go. I will allow that. What's on the, the dead guy in front of me that I can take? Roll to see if you can find anything quick enough. What do I roll? Investigation. I'll give you one investigation. Check before the guards come. I got a five. Okay. <laughs> do you find nothing? 21. Okay. One day I'll get a good loot. Someday Roscoe will get some real loot. He's closing his eyes and enjoying the song. <laughs> He's like dancing with a lovely head bob. Because of how fast you're doing it, normally I'd give you higher loot um, cards, but I'm just going to give you one for now. That's perfectly you're quickly fine. Doing. I just want something to keep. 
Okay, go ahead and roll me a d12. I got a two. So you're able to fumble around in his pockets real fast, and you pull out an eight-sided crystal polyhedron carved with several stars, eyes, and a curving and curving arrows right on so it, this one is going to be worth just a side note for you it'll be worth seven silver pieces and six copper pieces how close and how many guards they're probably still about 50 feet away okay Boudreaux get donkey we gotta go I can't just leave them like this and Boudreaux go- guards he keeps going to him. <laughs> Okay. But, but like, how close are they? They're about 50 feet away, so you could get one more okay, so before he, they're upon you. He gets one more, and then he gets on donkey. Okay. And I'm going to start making my way towards these guys. Look, they attacked us, okay? I saved some of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is everybody else doing? I still have my so bow. You're st- and you're still on your horse. Mm-hmm. Roscoe, you're off your horse. I just hopped back onto mine. Okay. And then heading towards that. Heading towards them. Fenrir is not on his horse. So Fenrir's just going to... Fenrir, Fenrir's going to hang out by the the guy that tried to kill him. Tying him up because I did hear somebody... Yeah. Yep. I she tossed told me you to some rope. Up. She tossed you some rope. I'm going to try to tie him up. Can I grab his horse? Because I would assume sure. it would be in proximity to mine. Yep. Okay, so I'll grab his horse and we'll start making our way over to these two. And Lila is on her way to the horse because of the extra time you took to loot, which is back by Boudreaux. Okay, so now the guards are upon you with Lila and Boudreaux. They're about 15 feet behind you, coming in coming in fast. And Are they on foot or horseback? They're on foot. Okay. Right. I want to say run like the wind. Like, I'm going to follow Boudreaux's example a little bit and yell back. It's like, they attacked us. Got to go. Bye. <laughs> okay. And swing by Fenrir and be like, we got to go, dude. We're never coming back to Avalon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Wanda be real. Pictures up about- Me and Bo- Fenrir are probably like, we have a guy in custody. <laughs> right? This is a guy that tried to kill me. And he just tried to kill me again. Leave a note. See. Dear Kendall, this is the guy who tried to kill me. <laughs> Use your arrow. Send your first note to... <laughs> like, we need some assistance. B- we're in jail. Dubs. We're being tracked oh, by the guards. Not our fault. Bye. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he's going to jump on his horse. He's going to try to jump on us. After he's tied up, he's going to try to jump on his horse. and They're going to try to get that down. Henley? I don't think Henley can. What? Henley! <laughs> okay, everybody starts moving forward. Henley still has And you her guys bow. notice that Henley's still... So I'm going to stop and look at Henley and be like, let's go. We can explain ourselves. That didn't work too well last time. They arrested you it guys. It worked just fine last time. Stop! Stop in the name of the law! And they are right behind Henley. Mm-hmm. Fender's going to go back to Henley. I jump off yeah. donkey and I go try to try I'm to revive so, the people I'm again. I'm sorry, guys. I'm Henley couldn't turn do around it. and go back. I guess. No, I'm not. Mm-mm. So you're I'm you're still, still going. Okay. And I'm back. I heads I off. lower my bow as they get closer. Okay. I'm back on the ground trying to doing a spare the dying on the rest of the guys. Okay. 
You like with, book it with donkey. Okay, <laughs> with the leader guy, you can tell that there's no saving him. Nothing you can oh, do. Oh, yeah, if they're too mutilated or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So the guards get there, and they're just like, everybody drop their weapons. Drop your weapons now. Boudreaux puts his hands I up. set my bow, like, on its little thing on the horse. Okay. And put my arrow back in. Okay. Look, they attacked us, okay? Did I uh, spare everybody? Yes. Did I good? Okay. I'm not going to drop my weapons on the ground, but I will follow Henley and... Sheathing them. Sheathing them and... Yeah. Okay. I never had a weapon out, so... Yep. You're good. <laughs> I hurt people with my words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emotional <Hey>. damage. <laughs> Literally. Damage I did nothing yeah. wrong here. <laughs> Although, is there anybody between Fenrir and Lila? There's quite a few people because she took off on, on a horse. Oh, okay. That's right. And so she's she's on her way. You can still see her. I would think that she would only be about 30, 40 feet away right now. But she's booking it. She's booking it. Yeah. Yeah. We were threatened and attacked by these bandit gang. They declared themselves as the back alley boys. They sang themselves as the back alley boys. (laughs) And you can see that the, the, the guards are looking at everything, seeing what Boudreaux's doing, and they just kind of... The leader... Of, of the guards and he's like what how do we know that they that you guys didn't attack first some of the crowd members some of them speak up and they vouch for you guys they're just uh, like we're literally just trying to leave this city they you see all our stuff we're on our way out the gate we just let us be gone okay some of the crowds they're just like yeah the back alley boys try to attack them they didn't seem like they were doing anything wrong. We heard the song. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Twice. Boudreaux giggles. <laughs> okay. And so they... The guard... The and this guard, man attacked Fenrir in a back alley a couple days ago. He should probably speak to Kendall Warnick about that encounter. And he just kind of shakes his head. He's just like... You can tell he doesn't want to deal with this. Plus, kind of, he knew who the back alley boys were. Think of the paperwork, man. Just let us go. He knew who the back alley boys were. And he just kind of, they were just a nuisance and stuff like that. So he's like, whatever. Get out of here. It seems like this was all provoked. Just just get out of the city. Because you guys are pretty much out of the city anyways. You're in the shanties. Thanks. And okay, but like, don't leave them here. <laughs> and he gets on Donkey <laughs> on Shrek. Right, they're checking everybody else, and they notice that the four people that you saved. And Boudreaux, give yourself a uh, inspiration point there. <laughs> inspiration die. I'm gonna start hollering at this one. So you yell at me, am I far enough away that I don't hear him or that I do hear him? I'll let you make that choice, whether how much you're paying attention or you're just like, screw you guys, I'm out of here. My Clydesdale runs slower than their horses do because it's considered like more of a draft type of horse. So they could probably catch up to me, and that's... I'm going to roll my eyes 
and stop where I'm at, but I'm not going to go back to them. I'm just going to stop where I'm at. Okay. That's acceptable. It takes and me a little bit, though, because there's some power behind her. And the direction that you guys are heading, where's the plan going up to Mapleshire? Or I think we were going to, by courtesy of Boudreaux, go meet up with Stumpy, Slumpy, Smelly, Stinky. Godfrey. 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 <laughs> One of the dwarves, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Samsonite. <laughs> way off. Who is on his way to Mapleshire, right? Correct. So we're going to go and try and meet up with them. Because we're, I think, all heading in the same direction at this point. Okay. Yeah. So Safety you guys in numbers. had exit, exited out of the stables where they were at. And you guys started kind of swinging around, heading up towards Mapleshire. As you guys kind of start passing, and Lila, you're pretty gone far ahead. Everybody else is trying to catch up, getting up closer you do start hearing a voice, a scream. And they're like, wait, wait, help. We need help. Stop. Henley halts her horse. Okay, as you halt your horse, you start. Is it a voice around. we would recognize? Yes. <laughs> do you like Question mark. need to roll for it. When Henley turns around, you start glancing. You see this woman start running towards you. As she gets closer, you recognize that it is Grendel. And she is frantically waving her hands up and down and trying to get your attention. Um, are you Mandrick's daughter? Yeah. <sighs> Please, stop. Is anybody else stopping? Yeah. I'm already there. I'm already stopped. I'm just going to yeah. roll my eyes. <laughs> I'm going to stop where I'm at, but I'd like to think I'm kind of... Halfway in between them, so maybe I can hear what they're saying. I was in the very back, I would imagine. Okay. I would have stopped, too. Okay. She is breathing heavy. I said, my dad. And hand you this letter that's in her hand. I take it and read it. Aloud? Nope. Probably not. (laughs) Not at first. You read this letter. And it says, if you want to see your husband again, come alone, bring the deed to the Walrend Enterprises to Hayden's Hollow. No authorities, no tricks, no mercenaries, or your husband will die. M.W. And that is where we're going to end the episode for today. Thank you guys for listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Big shout out to D.A. Nichols. Check out her RPG at TTRPG at DriveThruRPG.com. Shout out to Nerd Alert Treasures. Use Tomies for a 15% discount. Check us out on our social medias, Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Give us a five-star review. And remember, if you drop a review, Solemn would give you a shout out. I am DM Dave, and to the right I have... Fenrir. Roscoe. Cross and Lila. Boudreaux. And Henley. And until next time, we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. Bye.